You found it, the show where you can be the listener and the guest, and it starts right now. Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. I'm your host, Bill Grady, with show number five and a special edition of You Are the Guest. Today's show comes from my vault. It is a recording from the All-America City Awards, which was broadcast back in June of 2001. And the All-America City Awards is sponsored by the National Civic League. And back in 2001, Fort Dodge was a recipient of one of 10 awards for that year. It's significant because we were the only radio station to broadcast live from the event And also, it's the first time that a live video uplink was connected from the city directly into the contest. So, this is the broadcast that was June 22nd, 2001, and features hosts Jay Alexander and Jeremy Borash. Well, good morning. Jay Alexander here with Jeremy Borash. We are 10 minutes away from the start of Fort Dodge's presentation here in Atlanta, Georgia for the 2001 All-America City. And I got to tell you, we had a chance to just sneak in there, talk with the, uh, the audio video people running the show. We got a chance to look at the live link, Jeremy and I, and two, just one word comes to, comes to mind, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Live. To all the folks listening at the library, you look great. We can see on the video screen it's coming through uh, crystal clear and certainly... Uh, you know, uh, obviously, it's kind of a complicated setup, uh, obviously, doing a live link like this, and, and we are the only city doing this or anything like it. Uh, and certainly, to have the support back home, you don't know how, uh, you know, A, I, I, I think, I don't want to say nervous, but I think anxious uh, the delegates are here. Uh, but to know the fact that there are 500-plus people back in the library uh, brought high fives to everybody here in Atlanta uh, representing Fort Dodge, and just to know that there's a a good support, a uh, good backbone waiting for us back home and, and knowing you're all rooting for the delegates here that are going to uh, make the presentation, uh, I think really has set them uh, at ease. Yes, and not only that, the delegates are rooting for everybody there back at the library. i got to tell you, we took a look. We saw the uh, the cheerleaders from all the high schools. We saw everybody out there. It looks like it, it looks like it's just a, a fantastic party is what it looks like. Uh, everybody, everybody here was excited. Once we told them that, uh, once we told them you guys hit the 500 mark, it was almost a sigh of relief because they were a little nervous because, you know, they were a little nervous about the attendance because it is a work day, but just to see 500 people there and the cheerleaders and everybody being represented, Fort Dodge, all ages, all ethnicities being represented there today, that warms the heart and it takes, it makes the folks here feel a lot more better. It makes them feel a lot more confident. Sure, certainly. And Jay, as we bring you this exclusive broadcast here live from Atlanta, I want to remind you, coming up in in less than 10 minutes now, we're going to be bringing you the presentation live as it happens over the air here on Cool 92 and KBFD. I'll kind of explain to you what the presentation is going to be like. Uh, Obviously, the interaction is going to be there with the library, but the first 10 minutes is going to be the presentation itself uh, in which several of the delegates are going to be speaking, and you're going to hear that here, and then you're going to obviously hear the interaction with the library, and then from there, it's going to be about 10 minutes of questions and answers from the judges. And... uh, that is certainly uh, 
I, I guess almost uh, in the tradition of a beauty pageant, uh, they're going to throw questions at these at these delegates, and uh, you know it's going to be uh, uh, I think a pretty tense a uh, couple of moments for him, but I, I certainly, looking at the faces uh, of everyone here, uh, you know, there are, it's like we're going into a prize fight here. And, and the intensity and the, uh, and the dedication, the hard work that everybody's put into, and the miles traveled. I mean, this has been a, uh, a big journey getting here to Atlanta. This has been uh, certainly not only from, uh, from a distance standpoint, but also, you know, it, it, it's been a long road to yeah. be named one of the 30, top 30 cities. Definitely, definitely. And, of course, Fort Dodge has come a long way. But the beauty part is, is that this is just the, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Because, uh, of course, we talked with Randy Kuhlman earlier in the week, and he was talking about, you know, the application said we could only put three of our, you know, put, like, the top three uh, uh, endeavors that Fort Dodge has undertaken within the past uh, three to five years. And he was mentioning some of the other ones that are coming around, the Staley plant, the, uh, the future Staley plant. Of course, uh, the ethanol corn mill plant, um, the uh, riverfront renovation, uh, John Hale has been big talking about that down here, getting everybody's attention. Uh, it's just been a great thing. It's just been so many things going on in Fort Dodge. You know, we just kind of wish that the application was just a little bit bigger so that we could uh, we could encompass all of it. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, they only let us uh, put so much in, but certainly uh, the content was there, uh, and uh, there was enough to fill that application and, and then some. Certainly as we get closer and closer to this presentation, uh, we're looking at the Fort Dodge delegates. They're, uh, a lot of them are kind of pacing back and forth. They're real nervous. I think they're anxious. They're the anticipation. Uh, it all kind of boils down to this. This is what we've been waiting for, and certainly uh, the representation is there. And I think going into this uh, and talking with some of the other people and seeing some of the other presentations that have been made, uh, I think uh, Fort Dodge is in a real good position right now, and, and certainly the uniqueness and the support being shown by not only the delegates here, but by the hundreds and hundreds of people, the citizens of Fort Dodge that have gathered at the library to show their support really, I think, uh, lends, you know, uh, an air credibility to this because certainly it's one thing to have the delegates here, but to have the support back home and to see the amount of people that have come out for this, I think really speaks volumes. Uh, for what Fort Dodge has been able to do. Right, definitely. Uh, I also want to remind you, you are listening to uh, Cool 92 KUEL Fort Dodge as well as the voice of Fort Dodge, KVFD Fort Dodge. Uh, one of the things that uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, there's only 52 people here. Some, some of the delegations have as many as 200. I know uh, South Miami, a large delegation, but of course a larger community. Uh, but, you know, that is completely irrelevant because we've got the live link. We have got now, what is it, over 552 delegates that are that the jurors are going to see, thanks to those folks at the library showing their enthusiasm, coming out, having a great time. Uh, you know, I, I took a look at that, and I almost wish that I'd, that I'd have stayed home for that, because that looks like it's uh, just a fantastic party. But, of course, this is definitely big. This is going to be huge. Uh, Fort Dodge, they're going to nail it. Uh, and <laughs> right, now, right now, the folks are panning for the, uh, the local camera. It's just, it's just going to be excitement here. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and, and taking a look at uh, the, the faces that are here representing this, this fine community, certainly, and uh, there's so many reasons that, that Fort Dodge has been named uh, one of the 30 finalists and, and hopefully, knock on wood, cross our fingers, uh, in the top 10 awarded cities. Uh, you know, you take a look at everything that, you know, and a lot of cities have done a lot of great things to, to earn their spot here, but I, I really have a good feeling about this going in, certainly. Uh, the support is there, the story, uh, Fort Dodge, a comeback city for so many reasons and so many different ways that the people have shown that and the community has bonded together when it needed.
to come together and really, uh, you know, go that extra effort and, and show that extra support and, and uh, you know, be there for each other when we needed it most. And certainly that is what this is all about. And that's why we're here in Atlanta uh, with the delegates and why there are so many people right now piling into the library to show their support as well. It's, uh, it is really a, a national award. Uh, you know, it's the All-America City Award. It really is um, an opportunity for Fort Dodge to, uh, to really show not only this, you know, Iowa, but, but to the nation, really what it's made of and why it deserves to be here. Right, definitely, and uh, of course, uh, one of the thing, one of the things we want to we want to mention is uh, some thank yous for some of those some of those organizations that have linked the volunteers and the businesses and uh, you know the other private private organizations, government organizations. Uh, of course, the the uh, Chamber of Commerce has been very huge in uh, revitalizing Fort Dodge, bringing in those businesses um, as well as the Community Action Network. That has been a fantastic uh, effort. Uh, initiative that has brought together volunteers to make a difference in this uh, community. I don't think I don't think like things like the new library uh, would have been possible without the efforts of both of those organizations because they have they have uh, well first off they are representing numerous businesses, private organizations, government organizations throughout the community, and they they've been helping everyone get together, get the right people for the right job. And, uh, of course, they are well represented here today. Well, certainly no one can do it alone. And the collaborative efforts that uh, have really been shown here, I, I think, have really benefited Fort Dodge for so many different reasons and so many different ways. Um, as, we, as you look at the people here, the delegates that have gathered and the people at the library, really a cross-section, a real diverse uh, diverse group of folks that have come together for one cause. And really, I think that goes to show what really uh, unity is all about. Now, as we get closer to the presentation, boy, we're coming up on it just a couple minutes away. What we're going to do is we're going to take you literally up on the stage. We're going to hear everything that's going on in the presentation. We're going to have live links to the microphones. You're going to hear it just as the judges are hearing it on stage. And uh, you'll be able to hear from your, uh, for yourself what the judges are hearing as it happens live from Atlanta, exclusively here on Cool 92 and KBFT. We're so happy to uh, have you with us on this broadcast. Certainly a historic day for Fort Dodge for so many reasons. First time we're here represented uh, in this great award, and certainly uh, I would venture guess probably not the last oh. time we're going to be here, but certainly uh, I think this is a special event for so many reasons. Now Fort Dodge is getting ready to, um, we're going we're gonna to go to the stage in, in just a couple moments. Uh, the previous group wrapping up their presentation now, and uh, I can uh, have a good bird's eye view right now of Fort Dodge uh, dressed for success in their black, white, and yellow. Uh, that, those are the colors. Yes, those are those are brought to them by uh, by Teresa Jackson, the uh, the uh, head of the uh, theater department over at Iowa Central. She said, "You want to make an impression because the uh, theme color is yellow uh, in conjunction with the lights are on in Fort Dodge." She says, "You want to make an impression? Do uh, nice clothing, black and white, with a splash of yellow, but nobody wear the same thing." Yes, yeah, so uh, it's a unique uh, unique look, and certainly I think uh, you know, looking at all the people in this room that we're uh, we're with. You know who's from Fort Dodge. We've got a nice, uh, nice, well-represented group, and they are uh, just, just literally moments away from going on stage um, and, and taking the stage, beginning their presentation. Now, we did get a chance to see the video link from the library. It's up and going. It's, it looks great on this end, uh, and we're going to be, uh, well, the, the previous group that was just on stage is going to be going right by us, and, and they have large bass drums. Yeah. So they're going to be hearing that, too, <laughs> as, uh, as Fort Dodge gets ready to hit the stage. So bear with us here for... Uh, for a few moments as uh, a very large, loud group of citizens uh, from the previous uh, presentation runs by us. 
Uplink is working and uh, Ford Dodge is getting ready to hit the stage. Uh, boy, this is kind of crunch time right now and certainly the, the road to get here was a long road. And not only from a distance standpoint, from, but from an emotional standpoint, from uh, the amount of work that so many people put into this presentation. It is, and of course, right now they're getting right now they're getting their uh, final words of wisdom from uh, from Randy Coolman, who's been sort of him and uh, Marion Johnson have been uh, sort of spearheading this delegation, getting everything, crossing all the i's, crossing all the t's, dotting all the i's. They're getting those final words. Of course, what do you think that what do you think he's they're probably he's probably telling them? Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, if there's anybody who can deliver a good pep talk, it's that man. I'll tell you that much. Going into this, certainly, and we're being joined by the way by the Savannah, Georgia. A uh, band, marching band, coming yes. by. A great group of folks here. And yes, indeed. All right, Ford Dodge is heading into the heading into the uh, stage area now. So what we're going to do is turn the broadcast over to the stage. You're going to probably hear. We'll stay with you as long as we can, but uh, momentarily, Ford Dodge will be taking the stage. They're heading into the ballroom right now. So what we're going to do is uh, take you to the presentation now of Fort Dodge, live from Atlanta, exclusively here on Cool 92 and ABMD. jury I just want to make sure we know that uh, we're on in Iowa and not okay it was we had a little mix-up in our listing this is Fort Dodge and are you ready Fort Dodge yes we are this is Paul Harvey stand by for news the agricultural crisis has reached epidemic proportions in the rural Midwest and the community of Fort Dodge Iowa has seen thousands of jobs evaporate and a mass exodus of its population it saddens me to say, with the last person out of Fort Dodge, please turn out the lights. Good day. Good morning. I'm Adrian McMullen, a youth minister in Fort Dodge, Iowa. You just heard a rendition of an actual account made by Paul Harvey in the mid-1980s about our town of Fort Dodge. Back then, there was a real feeling of despair. When the farm crisis hit in the early 1980s, Fort Dodge lost industries large and small, and over 2,000 jobs disappeared from our little town, and our population plummeted nearly 20%. But what you're looking at today is a comeback community. Fort Dodge is a town with a big heart that refused to die, and we have an all-America spirit. And we're here to tell you, the lights are on in Fort Dodge, Iowa. My name is Penny Grady. I'm with Fort Dodge Housing Agency. Paul Harvey's quote could have become reality, but our community wrote a new story. We used adversity as an opportunity. We came together, we rallied, and we succeeded. Hello, I'm Ellen Deal, Executive Director of the Fort Dodge Area Chamber of Commerce. We've seen many successes in our community, but for today we'll focus on only a few of our outstanding uh, successful programs. The first being Community Action Network. Hi, I'm Randy Kuhlman. I'm a Vice President at Trinity Regional Hospital in Fort Dodge, Iowa. 
Five years ago, our hospital brought Mr. Leland Kaiser to our community to lead and facilitate a town hall meeting about how we could become a healthier and more vital community. Inspired by that community dialogue, our hospital board now ties 10% of our net operating income to community health initiatives, and in particular, the Community Action Network, which is a broad-based coalition focused on improving health and quality of life in our community. Since that time, I'm very proud to tell you that the Community Action Network has initiated, led, or supported over 30 grassroots initiatives, projects like our free community health clinic. I'm Ed Miller, a physician in Fort Dodge. Two years ago, many of our citizens in Fort Dodge had no access to health care because of inadequate health care insurance. How did we respond in Fort Dodge? We opened up three free health care clinics manned by a hundred volunteers like myself and Bob. Good morning. I'm Barb Erickson and I too am a volunteer at the community clinics. Since January of 2000, <laughs> we have provided free medical services to over 900 patients. And since April of this year, we have provided free dental services also. Dr. Miller and I are extremely fortunate to get to experience firsthand the huge impact that the free clinics have had in our community. Thank you. Hi, I'm Margie Halverson Collins with Community and Family Resources and the Chamber of Commerce board member. We have seen a new tone and a can-do attitude that is now a part of the fabric and culture of our community. And one of our youth development initiatives is Character Counts in Fort Dodge. I'm Pam Bunting. Does character count in Fort Dodge? Yeah. You bet it does! All right, I'm the Character Counts Coordinator, and we work hard to build youth character values in our community. In fact, we have had an overwhelming response by our business community. Hi, I'm Casey Johnson of Fort Dodge Ford. The business community realizes the importance of working together to share a common goal for our youth. Our businesses have donated $2 million to or, $200,000 to help support this initiative, like Character Counts in our youth. Like me, I'm Dean Fon. I'm the recipient of Iowa's American Youth Character Award. My story is unique. When I was 10, my parents passed away, and I chose to become a surrogate parent to my two younger brothers, Hugh and Trong. It was a tremendous responsibility, working 20 hours a week while going to school and participating in many school activities, but I wanted to keep my family together. I've recently graduated from um, Fort Dodge Senior High and we will be attending the University of Iowa next year. I'm very grateful to Fort Dodge. This community has made a dif big difference in my life and the lives of my two younger brothers. Well, we are so proud of DM. Hi, I'm Captain Doug Utley of the Fort Dodge Police. We have many youth in our community that are achieving great things. However, we do have those that are struggling. Over 80% of our youth are going home after school to an empty house. And of course, we know this is a time when at-risk behavior can happen. But I'm glad to say that our second highlighted project, the after-school program, is helping us. Or the Gateway, I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Sherry Schill, director of the Gateway Before and After School program in Fort Dodge. By providing creative after-school learning opportunities for children, we're turning on the lights for our youth. It's so exciting to see this happen for kids like... Me, I'm TJ. Before Gateway opened, I went home to an empty house. Hi, I'm Tanya, TJ's mother. As a working parent, I worried about TJ those three hours between school and when I got home. 
Hi, I'm Kelly. Before Gateway, I had a hard time getting my homework done on time, and my grades weren't very good. Now, the teachers at Gateway help me understand my homework assignments every day after school. I am now on the honor roll. Now I go to Gateway every day after school and have fun with other kids while we learn about computers and other neat things like how to stay drug free. And I feel secure in knowing that my son is in a safe and supervised place, working with wonderful teachers and volunteers like... Me. I'm A.J. Platt. As a high school student this year, I volunteered with the Gateway program, and I worked with kids like T.J. and Kelly. And of course, Gateway benefits the kids who are involved with the program, but I learned a lot too. It's a great way to get involved with youth and make a big difference. I'm Marian Johnson, the community grant writer. Over the past five years, Fort Dodge has benefited from over $10 million in grants and private donations that have come in to support things like an expanded community child care center, our new library, and two new elementary schools. Hi, I'm Kristen. My new school is going to be awesome, right, Mom? That's right, hon. I'm Roxanne, Kristen's mom. And parents in our town are excited, too, because our community supports kids by investing in our schools and in new technology. Hi, I'm Delvin Alstein, mayor of the city of Fort Dodge. As a lifelong resident, I'm proud to say that I have never seen the community spirit and commitment in working together brighter. Hi, my name's Skip Cull. I'm the Allstate agent in Fort Dodge, Iowa. <laughs> We're so proud, and it's, and it's my privilege to introduce to you our third project, uh, which is our new city library. Hi, I'm LaWanda Rowdy Bush, the proud director of the new Fort Dodge Public Library. Nicknamed the living room of, of Fort Dodge, the library is located right in the heart of our downtown, and we promote technology, literacy, and lifelong learning. Good morning, I'm Judy Shimcat, and I'm a library trustee. Hundreds of volunteers from across our community joined in the effort and shared in the dream. We raised over $2 million in private donations and we passed a $2.6 million bond referendum by over 70%. We learned together we can do anything and I am so proud to call Fort Dodge, Iowa my home. Good morning, my name is John Hale and I am so proud to be a city council member in Fort Dodge. For the past seven or eight minutes, we've heard just a few of the things that make Fort Dodge a wonderful place to call our hometown. You know, Paul Harvey could have been right. The lights could have gone out in Fort Dodge, but that didn't happen. The question is why? Because Fort Dodge is a community with a big heart, it's a community with a never-say-die fighting spirit, and it's a community with an optimism and an enthusiasm about the future. But you know what, we don't expect you to take our word for that. Instead, we are so proud. For the first time in the 52-year history of this organization and this competition, we are going to take you live, take a look at your monitor, take a look at the screens out in the audience. We're taking you live to Fort Dodge, Iowa. We're broadcasting to you live from the new Fort Dodge Public Library, where over yes. a thousand Fort Dodge area residents have gathered to show off their all-America spirit. We couldn't be more proud to be from Fort Dodge, Iowa. Contrary to what Paul Harvey said a few years back, the lights are on in Fort Dodge. Let's talk to somebody in the crowd to get their perspective. Son, can you tell me what's happening in Fort Dodge, Iowa? The future's so bright. We got, we got a weird <laughs> I'd say that pretty much says it all. The lights truly are on in Fort Dodge, Iowa. 
Back to you, Atlanta. I was uh, particularly interested, congratulations by the way, and I, I believe you, the lights are on in Fort Dodge. <laughs> uh, about the community grant writer's role. Uh, I haven't seen that before in, in local government. Do you work for the city? Uh, and what is your role in helping bring resources in, and how do you coordinate that with the needs in the community? Thank you. I do not work for the city. I work for the Community Action Network, which is the organization funded by Trinity Regional Hospital. And my role is to facilitate nonprofit organizations in the community in their grant writing function. And as part of that role, I bring together people within each organization who write grants to share resources. We teach one another, we educate each other, we share tips. And because of that, we have brought a lot more grants into Fort Dodge than previously were there. Gail. Congratulations on a very energizing presentation. Uh, I was struck by the fact that you described in your application your challenge was creating this shared vision as a community. And, and I was wondering if someone could connect for me that process of creating the shared vision to the projects that you have identified today that are also equally impressive. But I'm just wondering a little more about the process. Thank you. I'm Randy Kuhlman with the uh, Trinity Regional Hospital. I also serve as director of the Community Action Network. One of the things that we've learned, thanks to people like Leland Kaiser, who came to our community, and Tyler Norris, who also came and has helped us with this process, is that we had to open our community to open dialogue, to community dialogue. And we've done that on three or four occasions in the last three years. And we've learned a lot about that. Uh, and from that, we've developed a lot of shared goals and, and common visions. And some of those goals include that we, we learned from our community in this open dialogue that, we, that they wanted pro progressive leadership, that they wanted the community to be safe from, from drugs and alcohol abuse and crime, that they wanted to be a connected community where we were working together where schools and churches and hospitals and nonprofits and our city government are all coming together and working together in partnership rather than working in silos. They, they also wanted to be a community that was really focused on quality of life. We have more city parks in Fort Dodge than probably any community in America for our size. We have 26,000 people. We have 20, 25 to 27 city parks in our community. We are focused on quality of life. And so by pulling our community together through open dialogue and working together and, and providing that progressive leadership, we're making positive things happen. Thank you. Tom. Um, although it's not one of your projects, you clearly turned your life back on economically. And I want to hear a little bit about how you went about doing that, and particularly in terms of diversifying your economy away from the farm base. Back in the late 80s, this community had the misfortune of losing their beef packing plants. We were devastated. We lost over 2,000 jobs, and we realized one of the biggest problems was that we had not diversified our economy. 
So our strategy became to find diverse industry to bring to town. We have seen that happen, and we've seen great progress because of that. And uh, we've rallied behind a plant, our Friskies plant, back uh, in the mid-1990s, 1995 it was. And we luckily, and with a whole lot of hard work from the grassroots effort all the way up to city government, we're able for the first time in the nation, in this United States, to overturn a federal trade ruling that was forcing this plant to be changed. And it has made significant difference and caused the spark to be lit. One story that we talked about yesterday, Ellen and I, we got together as a group and we were kind of having a heart-to-heart, -heart, a community heart-to-heart, -heart. it was great. And, uh, we were speaking about six years ago, she was heading uh, an, okay, a, a chamber effort to a letter to the Trade Commission in order to keep the Friskies plant in Fort Dodge. And she, the schools, through the schools, they handed out these postcards. And so I made it a point to fill one out and set it to the, send it to the Trade Commission. And then I pro promoted it amongst my peers. And I made sure each one of my family members filled one out too. And it was great that we, we changed their mind about that. Yeah. Barbara? Two pieces in your application struck me as an interesting combination. One, all the years you'd gone without being able to pass a bond issue. And then the other piece that talked about your aging population and how what a large percentage of people were over 75. Sometimes those don't work very well together. Will you tell me how you passed your bond finally, and will you tell me how you got your senior citizens to support it, because they obviously did? They did. We had two uh, people from the senior community that chaired a letter writing campaign to let the other seniors know that this was something that they felt that they needed to provide, someone had provided for them, and they felt they needed to provide for our future also. One of the other things we did, we did a community survey because we needed to go back and find out why the first initial referendum failed. And from that, we drew the fact that the people wanted, not only did they want it, a new facility instead of an addition, they wanted private donations to be a part of it. And so we combined together and we did private donations. We did a $2.6 million bond <laughs> referendum and we involved everywhere from fourth graders all the way through our seniors in working the campaign to pass it. And we gave the community ownership of the project and I think that's why it passed. Laniel. Outstanding presentation. Uh, one of the th I wanted to follow up on Tom Flynn's question about economic development. One of the subtleties in your uh, three projects, the youth initiatives, the healthy uh, communities initiatives, the library, uh, and then also the uh, third project is uh, you turn the economic lights back on by creating something that looks like a civic industry. Uh, can you speak to a little bit, uh, a little bit to what employment has been generated as a result of these three projects, and what training you've been able to extend to your youth as a result of these three projects? My name is John Hale. I'm on the City Council. I think as Ellen had indicated, this whole spark and this whole turnaround came from the process of the community coming together with Friskies. I mean, th that was the point where we said to ourselves, you know, if we're waiting around for somebody else to solve all of our problems, we might as well just, you know, turn out the lights and leave. 
we came together, we realized that whether we're talking about the library, whether we're talking about Gateway, whether we're talking about the riverfront, any project of the Community Action Network, building our future economy, we've got to do it together and we've got to be willing to invest in the community. We're investing in the community and we're building jobs in the future through a variety of efforts to expand existing industry, attract new industry. We're working with these kids at the Gateway Center to build job skills for them that they may not necessarily have. We recognize that if Fort Dodge is going to be prosperous in their future, it's going to be because of these kids in the community. We want to educate them and we want to keep them there. We want them to have a community that they are proud to stay in. If they go away, we want them to have a community that they're proud to come back to. Bruce. Um, I'd like to go back to the, the aging uh, issue that I think Barbara raised. And you cite in your community challenge the, the issue of the aging population and the, the lack of, of backfill. And that's not, I know, just not peculiar to Fort Dodge. It's a statewide problem in, in your state. And I think your governor's had a number of initiatives to, to try to deal with that. I guess my question is, it, you, how do you, you haven't spent a lot of time in your presentation on other programs or other issues to deal with that if there are any. Certainly, you're, you've made it very clear that you're investing in the youth that are in your community and providing leadership to them. That's commendable. But to the extent that you perceive this as a, a community problem larger than just speaking to the youth in your community, how are you addressing it? And I'm Phil Wormsley. I'm principal at Fair Oaks Middle School where the Gateway program is. I've been a principal for 30 years, and we have made a certified effort to include grandparents in our program as mentors. Uh, Sherry, the director of our program, I attended a workshop, uh, half a day workshop, where we had 50 or 60 grandparents in teaching them how to work with our students because they want to be a part of our community. I think it's fundamental that once they see they're a part of the community, then they started supporting the library, they started supporting, and they saw that these kids were being successful if they read with them, if they read to them, and they helped them in the library project. So I think it all tied together in a network. Thank you. Are you the, the new plant that you talked about, is there any problem populating those jobs uh, with the appropriate demographics of workers? Yes, uh, we are very concerned about that because we do have a very elderly population in Iowa. But I'm proud to tell you that our governor has selected Fort Dodge as a model pilot community in our, in our state. Call it, and we call it Workforce 2010. And we're focused on five committees. Our first committee is how do we become uh, more welcoming to immigrants? Because we know that they're a key part of our, of our future labor force. So we're focusing in on that. We're also focusing on, on how we can become more accommodating and welcoming to people with disabilities and bringing them back into the workforce. And then we're also focused on bringing former residents back, how do we retain our youth, and then, and then also uh, the, the what? Oh, and our senior citizens and how we can bring them back into our community as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for a wonderful presentation and some good answers to some hard questions. You obviously, as a community, had a wake-up call, but you went beyond to just responding to that call and have moved ahead to make sure that those wake-up calls don't come again to Fort Dodge. You are having a good day in Fort Dodge, or as Paul Harvey would say, good day. <laughs> Yes, good.
morning. We are back here at the uh, the Hyatt Regency in beautiful downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Jay Alexander joined by Jeremy Borash. And I'll tell you, what a morning. I have never been more proud to be a Fort Dodger in my life. Jeremy, any thoughts? Yeah, you know what? What a neat thing to be part of. Uh, and certainly as... Uh, you know, as, as time has rolled on, uh, Fort Dodge has only become stronger and stronger and stronger, and, and it was mentioned during the presentation, I can only agree. Uh, you know, it, it started, I, I think the ball really started rolling with the Friskies uh, situation and the overturning of the, uh, of the Federal Trade Commission ruling. Uh, it certainly hasn't slowed down since, and I think, uh, as Bill Grady said earlier, yeah, possibly one of the most important broadcasts uh, KBFT Cool 92 has brought you today. It's certainly a big day for Fort Dodge. What a great thing to be part of. Definitely, definitely. And what a, what a proud day for the entire city. I got to tell you, like I said, that live link was just a thing of beauty. And, of course, we're joined by the folks, uh, the folks that follow us for Napa, Idaho. Yes, the good folks of Napa, Idaho. They just wrapped up their presentation. They're joining us out here. But uh, the, I got to tell you, the live link, over 1,000 people coming all the way down to the library, showing their community spirit and the young people. They were talking about the young people. Yeah. I think Fort Dodge definitely has some good security going in its future. Yeah, we were blown away when we heard five. I mean, we had heard 500 people, 600 people, but then to, to hear later on the broadcast, it got up to 1,000. That blew people's minds. Uh, and certainly here in, in uh, Atlanta, to know that that support system, um, you know, was there back home, uh, really, I think, uh, just uh, you, you have no idea how much that, uh, that meant to uh, the, the del delegates here in Fort Dodge. There were literally people from other cities with tears in their eyes sitting watching this presentation. So, boy, what a, I guess could only be described as, as, a, as a home run, a grand slam uh, hit today by not only the delegates here in Atlanta, but also all the fine citizens that came out, 1,000-plus, uh, to the uh, public library yes. in support of this effort. Yes, definitely. And uh, the folks from Fort Dodge, of course, the 52 men, women, and children out here, they are anxious to get home and see all your shining faces in person. But, of course, they're going to make it feel much better uh, if they have one of those All-American City plaques uh, being brought with them. I want to remind you of a couple of things that are still coming up. I'm going to be calling in later this afternoon because they have the, the booth uh, ceremony. It is the... Uh, what I'm trying to remember what I want to call it, the Civic Action Fair and Cultural Entertainment Showcase. That is coming up. Uh, that starts at 5.30 Central Time. I'm going to be calling in uh, during the afternoon show around 3.30 and 4.30, talking with the women, uh, Connie and uh, Pam Bunty, who are going to be setting up our booth. Now, this isn't part of the competition. This is just another way that Sport Dodge can show off its community. Also, I want to remind you, starting at 5 o'clock on Saturday, tune in to KBFD Cool 92 because sometime... During that, the award ceremony up here starts off at 5 o'clock uh, Central Time, Fort Dodge Time. That, start, that starts then, and I'm gonna, I could be calling in any time after that with, uh, with the, the news of whether or not Fort Dodge won. But I'll tell you, after today, it, it's hard to say whether or not. I mean, just looking at that presentation, it, it, it's, it's almost like when Fort Dodge wins. Yeah, it, it seems like it's uh, you know, a lot of people confident, but you know, whether or not it happens, I guess it's, it's almost irrelevant. Uh, the big picture is a big victory for Fort Dodge uh, and the people that participated and, and the delegates here and the 1,000-plus uh, at the, uh, the Fort Dodge Library. What a, what a great day. What a neat experience. And uh, what, a, uh, what an honor it was to be back on Cool 92 and KBFT. I uh, had, had a great time, and certainly uh, I told this to Bill Brady a couple weeks ago. You, you might not be the last time you hear me on this radio station. <laughs> so uh, 
big thanks to uh, to UJ as well and, and everybody involved. What a great day for Fort Dodge. Yes, I want to. I, I definitely want to thank you for coming out. Uh, it was an honor working with you. Uh, someone who has been, someone who is when I talk to the folks uh, from the delegation, I say Jeremy Borash is coming. You hear the gas. Oh, what has he been up? Oh, yeah. Oh, he owes me money. Yeah, that whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, I understand. So it, is, it has been uh, definitely an honor to put a face to the name, and uh, you know, I, I certainly hope I get to see and work with you again. Absolutely. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. From the uh, Hyatt Regency here in beautiful downtown Atlanta, Jeremy Borash, I'm Jay Alexander with KVMD Cool 92, site of the 2001 All-America City. Go for Dodge! This community... This community cooperates to become healthier and stronger. This community ensures children's well-being through innovative programs. And this community built a new library to create a stronger community. This city is Fort Dodge, Iowa, where the lights are on. can't believe it. I've just got three things to say very quickly. First of all, when we came here from Fort Dodge, Iowa, and we saw everybody else's presentations, we were humbled to be a part of this great event. You're all winners. Thank you very much. You're all winners. <laughs> Secondly, I want to thank the National Civic League and Allstate for sponsoring this and for recognizing all the wonderful work that not only us on the stage did, but our whole community has been doing to, to make us a comeback community. Thank you, National Civic League. Thank you. And the last thing I want to say, which I think summarizes what our community of Fort Dodge is all about, we're a community in northwest Iowa with 26,000 citizens. And when we, Friday morning, when we did give our presentation, we did a live downlink to our new library, and we were hoping 250 people would come on a, on a work day down to our library and cheer us on and be a part of our whole process. And when that thing came on, there were 1,200 people in our library in Fort Dodge, Iowa, out of a community of 26,000. And I want to tell you one thing that we heard about, we didn't get to see because we weren't there, but this summarizes our community. We had three and four year olds, we had high school cheerleaders, and we had people, businessmen in suits, and we had retired citizens, 85 years old, all in our library, listening to the YMCA song, doing this, YMCA, together, and that's what we're all about. Our community is, is united. Thank you so much, thank you. That does it for this edition of You Are the Guest. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'm Bill Grady. 
Thanks for listening.